0: You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in.
1: Matthew 18, aren't you glad you're in God's house today? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I got to tell you something. I was looking at the calendar and looking, we have... Uh, four straight Power Pack Sundays. Well, every every, every Sunday is Power Pack, but I just got to tell you, we have something special this coming Sunday, one week from today, uh, as we conclude our tapestry sermon series, we're, we have invited a, an artist who's literally going to be painting right here where I stand while I'm teaching the Word of God. And it's going to be beautiful as we close out our theme on tapestry and art you're going to enjoy next Sunday. Then the Sunday after that, two weeks from today, our special guest is Michelle Carter. She's a, an Olympic gold medal winner from um, USA right this past August in Rio de Janeiro. She won the gold medal, and she has a great testimony of what God has done in her life. Don't want to miss uh, Michelle Carter two weeks from today. And then three weeks from today, uh, April the 9th, we're going to have a very special communion service because it's also Passover. And uh, we're going to talk about the four cups and what it represents. What, uh, what are the, you know, we always read about how Jesus took the cup on the Last Supper. Actually, Jesus served four cups to the disciples. We're going to cover all those four on, uh, on the 9th of April, three weeks from today. Then, four weeks from today, believe it or not, we are at Resurrection Sunday, 2017. And we're going to celebrate our risen Savior. Amen. So, praise God. I'm looking forward to the next four Sunday, well, even beyond that. But I was looking, I said, "Wow, we got some great things coming up." Amen. Today we're in part five, four, part four. Next week is part five of Tapestry, Matthew chapter eighteen. We're going to read from here, and the Scripture says this as we look at the theme: "Better together." We're going to talk about agreement. It says, "Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven." For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Does anybody believe what the scripture says? Amen. By the way, this is what Jesus said. Jesus was being quoted as saying this. Pretty much he's saying there's, you guys got to come together. In essence, I interpret that as saying you guys are better together. Father, thank you for the privilege we have to be right here in your presence. Thank you, Lord, that we get the opportunity to worship you to get into the teaching of your word. May your Holy Spirit be with us in a powerful way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Before we get into the core of today's teaching, I want to review a few lessons that we've learned over the last three weeks, during the first three weeks of our sermon series, Tapestry. Tapestry lesson number one is this. It deals with purpose. And uh, the lesson is this. Long before... You were even born. God was already working out the details of your life. You were born with a purpose. I want you to realize that. We talked about how before you were born, God was orchestrating and putting the pieces together in the place of your life so that you could be the individual that, he, that you were created to be. Tapestry lesson number two that we covered a couple of weeks ago is patience. It deals with patience. Because we learned that the tapestry artist oftentimes will take two or three years to put together this beautiful work of art. If you find yourself in God's waiting room, it simply means that your miracle is in the making. Amen? Tapestry lesson number three that we learned involves tension. If you feel that God is stretching you, it means that he is inviting you to a higher level. So if you feel stretched by God, it's a good thing. God wants to get you out of your comfort zone and stretch you to where he wants you to be. Tapestry lesson number four deals with pain. Your life tapestry looks so much better with the threads of disappointment. Sometimes we face disappointments, but we can learn from them. And tapestry lesson number five that we've been talking about is this. It's a process. We talked about this last week. The Holy Spirit is working behind the scenes of your life. Does anybody believe that? The Holy Spirit is working behind the scenes. If you have a need, if you have a situation, just know with confidence that the Holy Spirit is working behind the scenes. I heard the story of a woman, a very gifted woman. She was very gifted at weaving tapestries. And she began to create a tapestry. And like like those tapestry weavers that we talked about last week, she situated herself behind the work of art. Behind the loom is what it's called, where, they, where the tapestry weavers starting putting things together. They work from behind. And she started working from behind. And like most uh, tapestry weavers who do things in excellence, uh, her project was lasting a long time. Well, her nine-year-old son walks into the room and kind of sees it because uh, he, he's looking at things from behind. And he says, "Mom, that's a, that looks like a mess." He couldn't make heads or tails of what that was about. And she just said, be patient. I'm, I'm working on it. A month later, he walks in. Mom, that still looks pretty pretty sad, you know. Well, month after month, okay, this 9-year-old boy becomes a 10-year-old boy, still looks at this project. Mom is still working on it. Mom, that doesn't look good. I don't see why you're spending time on that. And then and then he turns 11, and, you know, it's been about a two-year, three-year project. Finally, she finishes And she turns the project around so that he could see it from the front. And he says, wow, that is absolutely beautiful. See, sometimes when we see things and it's unfinished work, it doesn't look very good. It may look like a mess. There are times that some of us, we may look like a spiritual mess. But can I tell you something? God is working on us. Amen. And and, and we just haven't seen the finished product. And the finished product, can I tell you, it's going to be good. Because God is a master weaver, and he's working on your life and mine. And when he finally gets it done, we will no longer be a mess. We'll be the beautiful work of art that God intended us to be. Over the last few weeks, we've been looking at circumstances in our life. We've been looking at certain circumstances, and every circumstance that we face, one of the things that we learn is kind of like a thread that God uses to build uh, and to create, rather, his tapestry of your life. Something happened to you. A circumstance happened. Maybe somebody said something to you. Maybe you, you faced a, a difficulty. Maybe you faced a, a situation at school, a situation at work, and, and maybe a, a health issue. And, and every situation that you faced in life is like a thread. And we face many situations. You have, I have. Some good, some bad. But we face, we've all had our good and bad. We've all had our ups and downs. But every situation, no matter where it is on the spectrum of how good it is, serves as a thread in the tapestry of our life. God takes every thread, every circumstance, and he, he begins to take that thread and weave the threads together to make your life into a beautiful tapestry of art. Today, I want to talk about a different kind of thread not just circumstances, today I want to talk about the thread or the threads of people. Over the course of your life, there's been a number of people in your life who have lifted you up, some have brought you down, but every individual in your life, I want you to picture for today, for the next few minutes, as a thread that God uses to form you into his work of art to make you into the individual that he intended you to be. Even the people who did you wrong. Even the people who stabbed you in the back and talked about you. And man, there there may be some that you just, man, I I hope I never run into them again. I mean, God teaches us lessons through even those people who have been a challenge to us. Then there are those who lift us up. Today we're going to talk about that and how we are better together Because of the people in our lives. The people who have come through our lives. Maybe some are no longer with us, and that's all right. But we are better together because of others. Principle number one that we learn from Matthew 18 is this. There is power in agreement. There is power in agreement. Once again, in Matthew 18, we read beginning with verse 18. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What does that mean? It's talking about our agreement with God. How many know you are better together with God? There is power in agreement. I can pray, and God hears my prayer. But when I begin to pray with someone else, something supernatural happens. I can grow spiritually by myself. But when I choose to grow with others around me, it goes to exponential figures. Because I can do a whole lot more with others. I am better together with others. Let's just say, for example, I were to walk into a basketball gym. I enjoy watching basketball. And and I begin to sit in the bleachers. And there's one guy who's on the basketball court. And he starts dribbling. He starts dribbling behind the back and between his legs, and he takes a shot, and he makes it. He takes another shot, and he makes it. He takes a three-point shot, and he makes it. Then he drives to the basket and dunks, and I'm thinking, whoa, this guy's pretty good. This guy has got some talent, and he just keeps on shooting, keeps on making it. And so afterwards, when he's done, he kind of is walking on over. Hey, buddy, I um, just want to compliment you. You're, you've got some good talent. You're, you're pretty good. He says, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm the best basketball player in the world. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I see how good you are. You kind of, uh, yeah, you've got the talent. You've got the height. You've got the ability. Uh, that That is absolutely great. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm the best basketball player in the world, he says. Well, great, great. By the way, <clears throat> which team do you play for? Well, I don't play for a team. I'm just the best basketball player in the world. You don't play for a team? No, I don't play for a team. I, I'm just too good for the team. Yeah, I'm just, okay, so you've, What teams have you played for? I've never played for a team before. So that means how many championships have you won? Well, I've never played for a team, so I guess none. And, you know, now that conversation is kind of silly because he claims to be the best basketball player in the world, but yet he's never joined a team. And because he's never joined a team, he will never win a championship. Kind of sad, huh? Spiritually speaking, there's a lot of Christians we say, oh, I'm a good Christian. I'm a mature Christian. Oh, but I don't need to join a church. I don't need to be committed to the body of Christ. I don't need to join a, a connect group or small group. I'm, I'm, I'm just good on myself, okay? I'll make it on myself. Can I tell you something? We need each other. You are, we are better together with each other. That's how we <clears throat> win spiritual championships, so to speak, you know? Kind of like baking a cake. Now, I don't bake cakes, but I'm pretty good at eating them. But I understand if you're baking a cake, you need a whole lot of ingredients like cake mix and sugar and flour and milk and butter and eggs and baking powder. Now, I, I've, never, I've never tasted baking powder on its own, but I have a feeling it's not very tasty. It's not very good. But you see, when I put all those ingredients together and if I were to put it in the oven, then the end result is something that takes mighty fine, right? Right? You see, but separately, it's not very good. But together, oh, it's it's much better together. That's the way it is with you and I. We are better together for the kingdom of God, for the purpose of what God intends for our life. You don't have to turn there, but in Acts chapter 12, we find this story where Peter's in jail. And what do the people of God do? They come together and they begin praying in agreement. And in verse 12, it says they were there at at, uh, at John Mark's mother's house, Mark the gospel writer. And so they were praying for Peter, and Peter gets released from, hosp- from, the, not the, he released from jail, and he appears at the door. You can read about it in Acts chapter 12. But there's, there was a dynamic there when the people of God came together to pray. There's power in agreement. You, we are better together. Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, here's his quote. He said, the place of agreement is a place of power. It's kind of like what we do for Convoy of Hope, Convoy of Hope that we've been telling you about. It, April the 1st, it's going to be a great, great day. Now, Fortress Church, we would not have been able to do such a big undertaking by ourselves. I mean, we're going to give away, uh, you know, uh, just a whole bunch of food and clothing and a whole bunch. Of, it's going to be fantastic. But we would not be able to do it on ourself, by ourselves. But can I tell you something? There's about 40 churches in San Antonio, and we are coming together. Why? Because it's beyond, it doesn't have the name of a church. It's all about Jesus. Amen? It's all about reaching out to the people, giving them food and clothing, giving them uh, great services. We're going to give them groceries. We're going to just love on them. And, uh, and, you know, I love that. But it's a joint effort because of about 40 churches that are coming together. For one purpose, and that's to glorify God and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. You see, that's what I love when we come together as a body of Christ. Roxanne Elliott right over here, wave at us, Roxanne. about In about a month, about this time next month, she's going to be in Thailand because she's beginning her, her missionary service in the country of Thailand. I'm excited about that. Not, not that we're going we're, you know, to miss you, okay? Mixed emotions, okay? Not, we're going to miss you, but we know we'll be praying for you. But in talking to Roxanne, she says there are over 50 people and churches that are supporting her. One church couldn't send her alone. Now, praise God, we're a home church. But there's other churches, other individuals from here at Fortress and from outside of here that are financially supporting her so that she could do what God has called her to do. What I'm saying is we are better together to do such things like this. Are you getting the picture? One person couldn't do it alone. But now we get to be a part of Roxanne's ministry all the way in Thailand. Our connect groups that meet, some connect groups meet once a month, some twice a month, some three times a month, and some meet every week. I I love what's happening in our connect groups. There's something special when we study the Word of God together, when we pray together, when we come together, when we grow together. And this is the dynamic that we're talking about today because it's kind of like every one of us is a color And the tapestry that God creates for his kingdom. And so I encourage you, once again, never forget that you are better together with other believers. Number two, agreement is vital to covenant. Agreement is vital to covenant. Now, how many of you have a covenant with God? A covenant with God means that you are one with God. Jesus Christ initiated covenant with you and I when he went to the cross. When he gave his life on the cross of Calvary, he initiated that covenant. Praise God for that. Now, we, uh, we come into a covenant when we say, God, now I'm going to follow you. Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. There comes to be an agreement. That's a covenant. Every time we break bread, every time we drink of the cup in communion, we are saying, God, I am being in covenant. I'm living in covenant with you. So this is, agreement is vital covenant, We must be in agreement with God. So here in in Matthew chapter 18, verse number 20, Jesus says this, For when two or three gather in my name, and the key here is in my name, we're not getting together just to have a fellowship. Praise God for fellowship. You know, if you go out to eat with a buddy and you have a a, a good good hamburger or whatever, that's great. But when you gather in Jesus' name, in his name, then you're bringing God into the picture. And when you bring God into the picture, oh, some mighty things happen. You are better together with God. When you bring God into the picture of your marriage, wow. It makes a world of difference. When you bring God into the picture of your business, it makes a world of difference. When you bring God into the picture of your relationships, it makes a world of difference. I There's a a woman named Janine that gave her testimony. And she made reference to the different people in her life that had made a difference in her life, different people in her life that were actually uh, somehow fundamentally uh, part of what she she did in life. And she started talking about this, and she started saying, you know what, I remember my grandma Margaret who would pray for me. And see, this was kind of like a thread. Her grandma Margaret was like a thread in the tapestry of her life. God would use that. And Janine says, I'm so glad that my grandma Margaret was a prayer warrior because I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for my grandma Margaret. And then she says, I'm also thankful for my mom because my mom was very loving and caring for me, especially during the hard times when I was going. through. You know, my mom was there for me. I love that, and I love the fact that I valued my mom and her role in my life. Then there was my dad. Now, my dad was a disciplinarian, she says. He would discipline me every time I did something wrong, and I didn't like it back then, but now I've learned to appreciate that discipline that my dad brought me. See, with every individual in her life, she starts thinking about that. You know what? It's kind of like a thread. A thread in the beauty of the tapestry of her life. God takes every individual that you've come in contact with, a family member, a friend, or whatever, and that many of these people have a little part in making you who you are today. Janine continues to say, My youth pastor, he introduced me to Christianity, and through his ministry, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Oh, that's a beautiful thread. Then she says, oh, my best friend, Rachel. Oh, we had, a, uh, we had an up and down relationship. Yeah, she was great, but oh, how I remember that we stuck together. There were times we were mad at each other, Janine says. We would go weeks without speaking because of our disagreements, but we'd always end up making up and putting our friendship back together. Rachel taught me what a real friend was all about, sticking with each other through thick and thin. I appreciate her so much then she says, oh, I remember my first boyfriend. He took advantage of me. My love for him turned to lots of hate. I came to the point to question God. God, why would you allow me to enter into such a relationship that ended up so terribly? I questioned God about that, and it took me years and years to forgive my first boyfriend, who violated me in many ways. But today I even realize that, that, were, that there was a purpose in that as well. You see, the threads in your tapestry sometimes include the dark times in your life. But it makes everything that much more beautiful. Yeah, can God use the negative things and the negative people in your life to make you who you are today? He sure can. Janine goes on to say, oh, and there's my small group leader, Liz. Yeah, for about two and a half years, we came together. We met every day for about two and a half years. She discipled me. She taught me. She prayed with me. I'm so grateful for her. Another great thread in the tapestry of Janine's life. And she says, oh, yeah, and another individual was my brother, Willie. Willie. Yeah, he was older than me, and you know, just like any t- typical siblings, we didn't always get along, but down deep, I knew that Willie had my back. Oh, and he had a way of telling me like it is. I didn't always like what Willie had to say to me, especially when uh, knowing that he was so far from perfect himself, but I thank God for Willie and the influence and, that he had in my life. Another thread in Janine's tapestry. Oh, and then there was this boss that I had at this telemarketing job. Oh, give me mercy. She says, in his eyes, I could do nothing right. Almost every day, he would make a derogatory statement against me, to me. I always felt like dirt. I hated being there. I have no idea why I had to deal with this guy. And then there was Robert. Robert came into my life. and Janine says, I fell in love with him. He helped me reach my potential. And today we, we pray together. He lifts me up. He helps me reach my potential as a believer and my potential in life. I'm so grateful that Robert is now my husband. And she went on and on describing the different individuals in her life who made her who she is today. And she says, I am grateful for every person that God allowed into my life. Some were good to me and others were a challenge. But they all served a role in making making me who I am today. I want you to listen to this life lesson. She says, uh, this is something that I want to give you. Encouraging people in your life serve to lift you. Difficult people in your life serve to test you. All people in your life serve to make you the beautiful tapestry that God meant you to be. I'm going to say that again because sometimes we fail to realize that even the people we've had run-ins with, people we've disagreed with, people that we've uh, not uh, seen eye to eye with, they are part of the tapestry of who you are today because they've tested you. Once again, here's a life lesson. Encouraging people in your life serve to lift you. Difficult people in your life serve to test you. All people in your life serve to make you the beautiful tapestry God meant you to be. There's an old song called, by the name of Tapestry, and um, I love the words to it. It talks about how God takes the thread of our life and weaves brothers and sisters and men and women together for the purpose of his kingdom. Some of the lyrics go like this. I am the thread and the tapestry. I have the master's hand on me. And then he weaves me carefully, making textures as he goes. I want you to listen to the words of this song that Andy and, and Brandy are going to sing for us in just right now because... I want you to picture yourself as God taking you and you are being made into his beautiful tapestry. And in fact, we are better together with others in the kingdom of God. I want you to listen to this. that you are part of God's tapestry, and he's making you into the beautiful creation. But you know what? It takes every single one of us to get to the point where we need to be to be God's creation. Number three, as we continue to look at Matthew 18, agreement brings in the presence of God. Agreement brings in the presence of God. As we notice here in Matthew 18, verses uh, uh, 19 and 20, It says, when two or three are gathered in my name, in my name, what does Jesus say? There I am. What does that mean? It means he joins us. His presence is now with us. It's so important that when we come into agreement, we can bring in the presence of God. I mentioned a couple weeks ago that... uh, I pulled out a little a guitar string from the guitar store, and it doesn't do a whole lot of good when it's there, but uh, just without on a, on a guitar. But once I pull out the guitar string, what is needed to make it sound good? You hook it up into the guitar, and then you, you start, uh, you, you know, once you put it in, it, it, I don't know how many of you ever tuned a guitar, but at the beginning it doesn't sound very good. And sometimes you've got to tune the strings together. How many of you have heard an orchestra tuning up about two minutes before the the, the, the concert begins? It doesn't sound very good because everybody's tuning up. It doesn't sound very good, but once everybody's tuned in, you got to be in tune. Kind of reminds me of, kind of reminds me of the body of Christ, because when we come in tune with each other, you know God can do some great things and we read here that Jesus says when you are in agreement when you are in tune with each other Jesus says there I am also agreement brings in the presence of God and when it's when we're in tune with each other we can just bring in the presence of God worthy is the lamb who was slain holy holy is he? Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy see Now, the guitar sounded a whole lot better when it's tuned, amen, than when it's not tuned. My point is this. The body of Christ is a whole lot better when we are in tune with God and in tune with each other, amen? We are better Together. Never forget, you are better together. When a husband and wife are in tune with each other when it comes to finances, oh, it's a whole lot better. When they are in tune with each other when it comes to how to raise our children, oh, things are a whole lot better. Does anybody know what we're talking about? When two people come together, when they're in tune together, oh, it makes life so much sweeter. Life lesson. When you seek the presence of God, you encounter the power of God. Every Sunday, we come together. I oftentimes say, invite the, the, the prayer partners here, and we, our prayer partners love to pray over you and pray with you and pray in agreement with you. Why do we do that here at Fortress Church? Because we believe in the power of agreement. You've got a need. You know what? Great. We're going to be in agreement with you, that God would meet that need, that God would take care of the situation. We are here to pray with you and to lift you up that's a prayer of agreement. And so that's why I love our time when we get to pray together. If I were to end this message right now and dismiss you I, it, there would be something missing because we need to respond, we need to pray respond to God. We need to say God, you know, what are you speaking into my life? Let's take a few moments to pray. And it helps us mature. Ephesians chapter 4, Paul says this in verse 13. He says, until we reach all unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now he correlates unity, being in tune with each other, with spiritual maturity. That's what he's saying here in verse 13 of Ephesians 4. There is a correlation between being in tune, unity, with becoming mature. And there, he says, you will attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Verse 16, he says, from him, the the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Now I'm going to read verses 15 and 16 of Ephesians 4 from the message version. And I want you to understand what, I love the way it's put here. It says, God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth and tell it in love, like Christ and everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is a source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. In other words, we're in tune with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. I love that. Hopefully you catch what what Paul is saying here in Ephesians 4. There is a direct correlation between being with each other, unity, being connected with each other, as to our spiritual maturity. I don't know about you, but I want to be as mature as I can. Another way to put this is potential. You can never reach your spiritual potential by yourself. We need each other. I need you guys. You need me. We need each other. God called us to live together. We are better together. And when it comes to the tapestry of God's kingdom, every single one of us, we have the privilege of being a thread in God's tapestry. And God takes every single one of us and forms something beautiful. And without your input, without you being who you are, and without you being connected to the body of Christ, the tapestry is not as beautiful as it could be. My friend, when you are, when you connect with the body of Christ, not only do you grow, not only do you focus on your personal spiritual maturity, but you bring beauty to the kingdom of God. I'm going to do something to close this time that's a little bit different. Some of you may get mad at me because I'm going to pull some of you out of your comfort zone. But now that we're getting to the point that we're going to pray, we're going to do it a little bit different. Instead of asking the prayer partners to come to the front, we're going to pray for each other. There's some of you that I'm going to ask you, maybe you're going to see somebody nearby you. I'm going to invite you to get out of your comfort zone and go to pray with someone that you may not even know. Maybe you can say, hey, how can I pray for you? How can I believe with you? Can we come together in agreement for whatever needs you may have? And by the way, this is what you can pray with me about. This is what I'm having to deal with. Would you stand with me right now? And yes, I'm going to get you out of your comfort zone. We're going to do our prayer time a little bit different. And maybe since we dealt with marriage, maybe you need to take some time with your spouse here. And that's all right. Others of you, maybe you need to take some time to pull out a piece of paper and start writing the names of all the individuals in your life who've uh, been in your life. Some of them have brought you good. Some of them have brought you not so good. But you know what? You can begin to thank God for all the individuals in your life up to this point who made you to be the individual that you are today because they form your tapestry, your life tapestry. But for right now, I'm going to ask that you would just take a few minutes to look around. That's right. I'm giving you an opportunity to look around and just say, you know what, God, would you put somebody in my heart? Maybe there's somebody nearby. That, you, know, hey, you know, I want to pray with him. I wanna... Men, we can pray with men, ladies with ladies, couples with couples for a few minutes. Can you find someone to pray for? Because why? Because there's power in agreement. Why? Because we are better together.
0: Thank you for listening to this audio podcast. Fortress Church is located in San Antonio, Texas, near Bandera and Prue Road. For more information, check us out at www.fortresschurch.org.